This is the first Advent Sunday of uh, Christmas 2017, and I thought we'd look at the Gospel of Luke, the first chapter. And so, if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me to Luke chapter 1, and we're going to begin in verse 5 this morning. And while you're turning there, let me just set up the context for you. For the past 400 years, God has been silent. No communication, no angel sightings, no burning bushes, no emails, no text messages, no Facebook posts. God has been silent, silent for 400 years. Children, imagine... If I told you that Santa is missing, we've looked everywhere and we can't seem to find Santa. He's not at the North Pole. He's not at the Elf Toy Factory. He's not at the Reindeer Barn. He can't be found. He's not stuck in the chimney. He's not at the office. No one has seen Santa. Don't be sad though, children, because he's actually not missing. He's actually at the fireplace. He's having a cup of hot cocoa and he's enjoying the warmth of the fire. And he kind of just dozed off and he's taking a nap, so don't worry. He'll be here in time for Christmas. For 400 years, God has been silent. Nothing for 400 years. The people have looked everywhere. They've looked high and low, far and wide. No one has seen God. You see, the last time that God spoke was 400 years ago through the prophet Malachi. And that's in the Old Testament. And then nothing for 400 years. And, and, and the people of God, they waited. They waited. And they waited. And the longer they waited, the worse things got. And not only was God silent at a national level, but God was also silent at a personal level. In Luke chapter 1, we meet Zechariah and Elizabeth. And this is a husband and wife team. He a pastor and she a pastor's wife. Good people, upright, honest, respectable. And they're Serving God faithfully. One thing that they ask of God is this. They ask for a child. But God is silent. Nothing from God. And they pray and they pray and nothing. In fact, God has been silent for the last 400 years. And by this time, Zechariah and Elizabeth are old. 
Elizabeth is past the age of childbearing. I mean, Elizabeth and Zachariah should be retired by now. They should be enjoying social security benefits. They should be traveling. But instead, the Bible says that Zechariah and Elizabeth are faithfully serving the Lord. And so here we begin in Luke chapter 1, verse 5. Listen carefully. This is the word of the Lord. It says, In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well along in years. Verse 8. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by Lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. And then here we have it. After 400 years of silence, God breaks through. Listen carefully. Verse 11, it says this. It says, Then an angel of the Lord appeared to Zechariah, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, He was startled, and he was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the Spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous so that many may come and be prepared for the Lord. Now listen carefully to Zechariah's response. Zechariah says to the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. 
And the angel answers Zechariah and says this. He says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I have come to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will remain silent. And you'll be unable to speak until the day this happens. Because you did not believe my word, which will come true at the proper time. And then verse 21 says this. It says, Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple. For he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. Verse 23 When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife, Elizabeth, uh, became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace from among the people. Zechariah is in the temple. And he's faithfully serving God. And God breaks in after 400 years of silence. God sends an angel, the angel Gabriel. And the angel says to Zechariah, do not be afraid. I've heard your prayer. You are to give birth to a son. You're going to have a son, he says. And his name is going to be John. And Zechariah, he responds, Yeah, right. Dude, have you seen me? I'm old. My wife is old. You've heard, something, heard of something about menopause? Yeah, that happened like long time ago. Dude, only now? And because of Zechariah's unbelief, the Bible says that Zechariah loses his voice. He's not able to speak. Meanwhile, the people are outside of the temple and they're waiting for Zechariah. Where is Zechariah? Why is he taking so long? I wonder if something happened to him. Oh my gosh, where's Zechariah? He's missing. Zechariah finally emerges from the temple. And the people are like, dude, are you okay? Everything okay, man? You're okay. Are you, are you good? But he couldn't speak. He had lost his voice. And so he waves his hands frantically. And he says, And they're like, no way. You seen an angel? You guys are going to have a baby? No way. 
And then I can't wait for what happens when Zechariah gets home. Zechariah rushes home. Now you have to understand that Zechariah and Elizabeth are old. They're well along in years. And so Elizabeth is probably in the kitchen. And she's probably making up one of Zechariah's favorite dishes. Chicken, katsu, curry, rice, probably. <laughs> and so Zechariah bursts in the kitchen. And Elizabeth says, calm down, dear. You're going to hurt yourself. And Zechariah waves his hands in frustration. And Elizabeth is confused. Elizabeth's like, what's going on? And he's like... And, he, and Elizabeth says, oh, dear, you have a sore throat. I'll boil you some hot water and I'll put some honey and lemon. That will help with your sore throat. And he's like... And she's like, what? You've seen an angel? God heard our prayers? <laughs> Me? You? Bedroom? Oh, my dear Zachy. And, and then he says, no, there's more. There's more. We're having a baby? No way! 400 years, God has been silent. For 400 years, no one has heard from God. And finally, the silence is broken. And the angel appears to Zechariah. And then Elizabeth becomes pregnant in her old age. And John the Baptist is born. And Zechariah and Elizabeth become a critical part of the Christmas story. You see, their son, John the Baptist, is the important link between the Old Testament and the New Covenant. Their son, John the Baptist, is given the great honor and the huge responsibility to be the forerunner, to announce Jesus' coming. How many of you have watched um, the State of, Union, State of the Union address on TV? Yeah, we've all watched the State of the Union address at one point or another, right? I love the very beginning of the State of the Union address. The moment at the very, very beginning. When the house chamber is alive and is buzzing with excitement. Our leaders are shaking hands and chatting with each other. And it looks like they really like each other. They're enjoying each other's company, asking, how was Christmas? Everything's going well. And then all of a sudden, you hear the gavel. And the chamber is completely silent. The wooden doors open. And you hear a loud, thundering voice announce 
Mr. Speaker, the President of the United States. And it's a proud moment for every American. Well, John the Baptist is given the great honor and the huge responsibility to announce the coming of Jesus Christ. In John chapter 1, verse 29, John the Baptist and Jesus are older now. They're adults. And John sees Jesus coming toward him on the road. And it's time. This is the moment that he has been preparing for. This is the right time. And John the Baptist, in a loud, thundering voice, proudly announces, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. That is a very proud moment for every believer. Zechariah and Elizabeth, they served God faithfully. And the one thing that they asked of God is for a child. And they prayed and they prayed, but nothing. God was silent. And Zechariah and Elizabeth waited. And they waited and they waited. And by this time, Zechariah is old. And Elizabeth is well past the age of childbearing. Can you relate? Maybe you are in a season of waiting. And you cry out to God. You pray, you plead, you beg, but there doesn't seem to be any response. No dramatic miracles. No change in circumstances. Just silence. And you wonder, God, are you there? God, have you forgotten me? Through Zechariah and Elizabeth, we learn this we learned that God is working even in the waiting. You see, Zechariah and Elizabeth waited. Maybe, maybe 40, 50, 60 years they waited. But no response. Just silence. No miracles. No change in circumstances. Just silence. But they didn't give up. They waited. They prayed. They kept living for God faithfully. And in their waiting, and in their praying, and they're in their living faithfully for God, God shows up. Because God is working. Even in the waiting. Perhaps in this season... You are waiting. You are waiting on God. Maybe your marriage is not doing well and you're waiting. You're waiting on God. Perhaps work is miserable and you're waiting. You're waiting on God. Maybe it's your health, 
or the health of a loved one. And you're waiting. You're waiting on God. Maybe you lost a loved one recently and your heart is grieved and you're waiting. You're waiting on God. Maybe you're a teenager and you're feeling alone and broken and hurting and you're waiting. You're waiting on God. Maybe life is confusing and frustrating and you're waiting. You're waiting on God. Maybe there's days where you feel tired and restless and angry and depressed and empty and worried and you're waiting. You're waiting on God. And perhaps God's word for us this morning is this. Don't give up. Don't despair. Don't abandon hope. Don't lose heart. Because God is working even in the waiting. Continue praying. Remain hopeful. Keep living faithfully for God. Because God is working even in the waiting. Amen. Let us pray.